Hi, this is Kara Kading, and as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our new podcast. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers, and one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways, from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better. And everything else that we do or sell gradually evolved from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. I'm here with Dan the Man and I'm talking Hello, all everybody. things spring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you always got a lot to share, but now we've tried to kind of fine tune it into like specific categories. Yeah, make it make it a little more targeted towards certain. A little more plants, specific. Right. Mm-hmm. And what is going to be the topic for today? Well, I would like to talk about, I'm sure what you've been seeing all over town is all the blooming trees that are starting to show off their beautiful flowers right now. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's so exciting to see. I mean, Philip and I were just on a walk last night and seeing these beautiful magnolias that are like just about to pop. And, oh my God. Yeah. That, and what's really great about this has been a fabulous year for magnolias because we did have... Remember we had summer a couple of weeks ago? I do. I remember. I, I thought I was like so excited because I thought, here we go. Yeah. It's happening. And then wham. Well. <laughs> was that summer? Is it over with now? Like, yeah. are we moving on? Yeah. But no, what happened was the, um, and this was, and rhododendrons are included in this too. Uh, a lot of the blooming plants, early, real early blooming plants, is they started to bloom. But then when it cooled off, it just like they went into like a, deep freeze or something like that. I mean, they're just like frozen in time. I mean, they have been blooming and blooming for like the past two weeks and they're still gorgeous. You know? So that really helps to stretch it out. And yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thank you to Mother Nature. <laughs> I know. She's giving us a big treat. Yes. Sure. yes. <laughs> so I did want to talk about some of the magnolias and, okay. and uh, one of them, I, I know. Is there you, more than one? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's how, lots of options. You know, sure. how is, we, don't, we, always, we never have yeah, just one yeah, of anything. We're, we're, we always make it hard to decide. <laughs> yes, true. So, <laughs> you got to have more than one then. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but one of my favorite ones is the really the earliest blooming one. And that is the Royal Star Magnolia. That's the one with the small oh, I love white those. flowers. You yes. Know, isn't that beautiful? And it has uh, real tiny star-like flowers. The thing I like about it the most is that they're fragrant. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was wondering that. I was looking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are there these ones that are fragrant? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, and this one is a nice one, too, because it only gets like 10 to 15 feet tall. So, it's not. It's not too overbearing. Huge one. Yeah, that, you know, you might not have room for in your yard somewhere, you know. So. And what typically is the bloom time? Well. I mean, how many actually, weeks do you normally Yeah, have? actually, if in normal uh, when a <laughs> spring, but we never have a normal spring, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it would probably be uh, start, start just maybe starting to bloom now. Okay. Know, so, but like I'd mentioned before, that warm weather just like kicked everything really into forced gear everything and, to yeah, start right. going. So, and then for these magnolias, one other quick question is yeah. location. Right. Well, they do like a lot of sun. So, okay. Yeah. So, in so a at least spot. six hours, would you say? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So when we say full sun, we usually mean six hours or more. Okay. You know, so but another one that I really like is the Jane Magnolia. That one's, a, again, that's a, a smaller one. It only gets like 10 to 12 feet tall. That one has the larger pink tone. Is this what Grandma had in her front yard? Well, she, she had- actually had the regular old-fashioned saucer magnolia, they okay. call it. Because you know, so. the flowers look very similar <clears throat> to that. Too. Yeah, they're very similar. But that one does get big. 
Yeah, that one gets quite yeah. large. You have to have See, a big I think spot. I remember that being bigger than yeah. 10. I think we had to trim it back a few times because it was like going into her gutter and stuff. Wow, <laughs> you <know>? yeah. This <laughs> Jane, Jane Magnolia looks a little more containable. Yeah, right, yeah. So, And speaking of pruning, a lot of these spring-blooming plants, you can only prune them in spring because if you prune them in the fall, you're actually cutting off where the blooms are going to be. So... So don't do any fall pruning. No, no. Always. And isn't that in general for most of the nursery stock that well, you want to do yeah, in the springtime? But well, a lot of the things don't, you know, the things that bloom later in the year, like, you know, spirea and, you know, some of the wagelia, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things you can prune in the spring because they bloom later in the year. So you don't have to worry about cutting off the dead flowers, you know. So, I mean, the buds, you know. Yeah. So, right. So those you just prune after they're done flowering. In the fall. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got yeah, it. So, or late, late summer, you know. So that, but What's we have this? yeah we have lots of lots of different uh, magnolias for you to look at. <laughs> so and are they all fragrant or just specific uh, well ones? they are a little bit fragrant, but that's the star one is the most fragrant. Okay, you know, that that's noted for its fragrance because it's so intense. You yeah, know, so awesome. Yeah, and then we have the flowering cherries too, which is which would be blooming next. We have. One of my favorites, and I know you don't like the four-letter word snow, but... <laughs> yeah, why are we talking about snow? I, yesterday, there was already some lakes going on, and I was like, do you know this yeah. is a farmer's market right now? There's no snow allowed. Yeah, no snow. Uh, well, this one is a beauty. It's called Snow Fountain. It's actually a weeping flowering tree. Yeah, that cascade look is just so beautiful. Yeah, and it's so fabulous. You know, and, well, of course, any weeping plant, if you put a light under them, you know... With, mm-hmm, a little uh, spotlight, they, right. It looks so fabulous. Yeah, this one... It's nice, too, because it only gets like 10 to 12 feet tall. So we do have a pink one, too, a pink flowering weeping cherry. But that one gets a little bit taller, like maybe 15, 20 feet tall. You know? yeah. so, but I like this one because you can use it in a lot of different areas where you don't have a lot of room or don't right. have anything that gets real Well, wild, and you have a very you know? different look, too, with the cascading flowers, yeah. you know, kind of weeping right. over. It looks like a, you know... Well, a willow always, or something always like grabs that. your attention because you don't expect to see a plant growing down right <laughs> so right actually this is a funny story i had a lady that was looking at one one time and she said did you plant this upside down i said what do you mean she said, uh, well, the branches are going down i said well the roots are still at the bottom yeah <laughs> it's like, wow that's a first <laughs> I had a good laugh over that. Uh, yeah, that's so, I don't even know how I would respond you get to that. All, all sorts of good questions, <laughs> and then You should write them down somewhere. Uh, yeah, everybody tells me uh, you should write a book. You should write a book. I know. Well, at least write those down, and then we could do a podcast on yes, the uh, yeah. customers' craziest questions, <laughs> seeing what they are. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, and then uh, the Quonson cherry is really beautiful that is more like that's a little taller one 20 to 25 feet tall that's not a weeping one that this is the one that is used at the actually in washington dc all the, oh yes and people are yeah, just, uh, all, all those the, pictures right yeah and the flowers are like little roses they're just they're beautiful, beautiful and they're up and down the branches it's just like solid little pink roses on the tree so it's just beautiful. that's in my front yard don't i have some sort of a flowering cherry i think at the front door there you do Oh, you might. Yeah. What's in my yard, Dad? Tell yeah. me. I don't, uh, Philip knows. Why don't you invite me over but sometime? It is, a, yeah. <laughs> it is a flowering cherry, but yeah. I'm not sure if it's this one. But that is beautiful. Yeah, that's that, that's a real good seller. So that one, you know, the, the flowery cherries were actually a, a gift to the United States from Japan. And so it is a, a, a Japanese type of cherry tree, so the Kwansun. So it has kind of a Japanese name, but. Yeah. So one of the other ones that I really like for this time of the year is, well, this actually is beautiful many times of the year, but 
for blooming is the Autumn Brilliant Serviceberry. This is such a popular plant with us because it's a native plant for one, but it also, we grow it in a clump form, which is, you know, like multi-stemmed. Okay. But we also grow it in a single stem if you want more of a tree look, you know. So. More of that standard look. Yeah, right. wow. But, but these are just loaded, loaded, loaded with white flowers in the spring. I mean, just amazing. Just solid, Wow. Solid. And this one looks like it'll take part sun too, so yeah, a little more tolerant. Nice. Of... Yeah, like you can use it as an understory tree, you know, mm-hmm. and if you have bigger oak trees or something and you want something smaller to plant underneath them. But, you know, we'll probably talk about this one more in the fall too because it gets... The, yeah, it says that it gets these beautiful orange-red yeah, foliage in the I know. autumn. It's just amazing in the fall. And then the berries, with where all these flowers are, gets these berries that the birds just strip the tree in one day. I mean, they'll come in just like... You have hundreds of birds at your wow. tree. And and in one day, they'll they'll be all gone. <laughs> so, wow. So, yeah, they, they just love these berries when they're ripe enough, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's a good one for a native tree, too. So And then we have the American redbud. Those are going to be blooming pretty soon, and I love those. They have a tiny, tiny little pink flower Okay. that grows up and down the branches. This one is called just the basic American redbud. It's a... Canadensis. It gets like 15 to 20 feet tall. Okay. And then again, we'll take sun part shade. Yeah, this is is another good understory tree. And you'll see them if you live in Racine, especially, you'll see them on Main Street. People have big, older maple trees, and then they have these growing underneath. Growing underneath. You know, yeah, right. So, but they really put on a show and they bloom for quite a long time, too. So, times, you know, it depends on the weather, of course. Right. They can bloom for you know, three, four weeks sometimes, you know. Yeah, the flowers are gorgeous. Yeah. And in the fall, they have this bright yellow color on the foliage. It's really, really pretty. The leaves are kind of a heart-shaped, so I've sold this one to people as a memorial tree, you know, because of the heart-shaped leaf. That's a neat idea. Yeah, right. It's really kind of nice for a memorial tree. So, And then the forest pansy is is also another type of red bud, but this one is really special. It has the same pink flowers, but it has a purple foliage. So it has, oh, wow. it's really pretty. Yeah, really and the striking. flowers look a lot like smaller, a little more intricate. Yeah, right. A little more mm-hmm. detailed. Right, they are, yeah. But this maroon foliage all summer long is really pretty, really striking, you know. So, mm-hmm. again, uh, you know, they grow in the same type of situation. Yeah, the sun part shade. shade. Yeah, right. So, isn't that a pretty one? It is. These are all beautiful, Dan. I know. And uh, this one is so spectacular. How are people going to decide? I don't know. You have to... That's why you have to have a big yard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just yeah. add more. When you, yeah, when you, you know, need a new house, make sure you got a make big Make sure yard. it's a big enough yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're listening to our podcast. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or I'm sure if you talk to your neighbor, they'd let you probably plant one in their yard and you could both enjoy I it. I know. Right? right now there's a forsythia that Philip brought back to life that's right on the property line from oh. our neighbors and ourselves. Yeah, right. And, I mean, it is our neighbors, mm-hmm. but Philip you know, trimmed it up and cleaned it up yeah, and it looks so much right. better. Yeah. But I think now because he did that, they actually think it's ours. <laughs> so they've been kind of mowing, I know, what they think is their half, but it's, I'm like, no, you need to go a little farther. Oh, like, you just inherited yours. some more yards. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I like this red bud. This is actually called Lavender Twist and it's a weeping red bud. I mean, it's so spectacular. It's just unbelievable. It's really pretty. The other nice thing is if you want a red bud and you don't have a lot of room, this one only gets like six to eight feet tall. So. I like all of these weeping concepts, you know, where they're, it's just so elegant, where it's just yeah. kind of dripping with flowers. Yeah, right. Yeah, they really grab your attention. That umbrella shape. You see this in the yard because you don't expect to. You know, right. 
And it's not planted upside down, so no, that's No, it's not planted upside down. <laughs> so, but isn't that beautiful? We've never planted anything upside down, have we? No, no. no. <laughs> so, I always get, try to get the roots in the ground. <laughs> yes, roots go down. So, and then, uh, you know, the flowering crabs, of course, are going to be gorgeous this year. So, they they always are beautiful. We have a real special one. It's called Coral Burst. This is, again, is one that you can use in a smaller area. It only gets like 8 to 10 feet tall. But this one... Yeah, that's a perfect size. It it grows like in a perfect ball. It never needs any pruning, never needs any shaping or anything. It just... Wow, it's amazing how that does that with, like you said, without all the pruning and shaping and all that. that, that, Isn't that amazing? It's beautiful. It's just gorgeous. And obviously the flowers are kind of a coral 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 pink pink color. That's where it gets its name, Coral Burst. Yeah. And then they get red buds and and they have a real nice, you know, shape that, like I was saying before, doesn't ever need to be pruned or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so, great. Isn't that beautiful? It yeah. is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And one of our best-selling crab tree on our uh, our lot is uh, is the Royal Raindrops. Oh, Royal Raindrops. Yeah, right. You know, Why is it the best-selling? I don't know. I, well, there's so many reasons, really. I mean, but, is it the color? Well, they love the pink. The buds start out a real kind of a darker red color. And then as they open, they turn to a lighter pink color. So they keep changing as they grow. But then the, the foliage is this dark purple all summer long. So you've got so that's the spring and the fall, right? Then our spring and the summer. And then the fall, you get these beautiful little berries on the tree. They're persistent. I don't know if you know what persistent means. No. Per, well, a persistent berry. I mean, I know I'm persistent. Yes, right. Yeah, it means you never give up. Right? right. So if you're a persistent berry on a tree, you'll hang on the tree for a long time. And sometimes they even stay on through the whole winter, but kind of hard. So after they freeze and then they thaw, then they're softer again. And then the birds like to eat mm, them. Again. Okay. So, so actually, it, you know, you have like all four seasons, really. I mean, you've right. got the spring, you've got the summer with the foliage. You got the fall with the berries, and then all winter too with berries. So it's a beautiful tree, and it does keep its shape real nicely too. It does get like twenty feet tall, so it would be something you have to plant out in your yard. Right. You don't want to plant it next to your house or anything. But when you see the foliage, you just uh, you'll fall in love with it. Yeah, you know? it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And of course, the flowering pears are always spectacular. A lot of people ask when they see this. They, you know, oh, oh, I don't want any fruit in my yard. I don't want pears falling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why is this called a pear? Well, it actually is in the pear family. Oh, okay. But it's not a fruiting pear. I mean, we do have fruit trees. Right. And we should do a. Yeah, that would be good. I was trying to think too. that would be a fun summer one. Yeah, yeah, because we have so many unique fruit trees this year and espaliers and those um, are so beautiful oh i just, I just love, love the espaliers yes, yeah, me so. too. <laughs> but we can talk about those <laughs> and uh, but the chanticleer pear is a perfect shape it's a teardrop shaped plant it doesn't get real wide so it only gets like maybe 12 feet wide something like that so it is used by the city a lot for a street tree because it's not messy and it also doesn't get real wide. It doesn't grow out into the street. They can plant it in the parkway, you know. So yeah, you'll see a lot of these in the city. But when they're in bloom, they're just like a big solid ball of color of white flowers. You know. So what I like about this one is that it says like it's really adaptable to like any kind of soil. Yeah, um, right. tolerant of drought, heat, cold. I mean, it sounds I like a pretty durable yeah. tree. Well, you know, the parkway is the worst it can be place so to plant brutal. a tree. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, what do you what do you get? You get hot from the street is hot you know, right. the sidewalks are hot the strip is only like maybe six feet wide you know soil, lots of abuse right there soil's pretty bad you know yeah. and these thrive they do well you know so yeah <laughs> and then of course if they get hit by a car you know we don't <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> no hopefully not yeah. <laughs> we don't want that to happen 
So I don't know what they'll withstand that, but it's a beautiful tree for the parkway. Another one we have is called the Trinity Flow Repair. This one is very similar, but it does get maybe a little bit smaller and gets a little bit wider. So if you're looking for one that grows a little bit wider, this gets the same. It says like it's more of like a pyramidal form. Right. Mm -hmm. Shape to it. Right. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, it's a beautiful tree, so it's non-invasive too. So you, you know, it's not one that's gonna, you know, some trees have send out suckers. You know, suckers right. are, you know, they're, they're from the root system. They go out into the yard and they start growing. You know, <laughs> trees all over your yard. These won't do that. You know, it's a great tree, easy to control, and it's not gonna take over your whole yard. So that's a beauty. And we also have flowering dogwoods. So, oh, yeah, I love that. We do have a dogwood in our yard. And I, I just know. love that when it blooms. Yeah, they bloom a little later, you know. Right. So, but the two that I really like is the Venus flowering dogwood. And we have one in our display garden out here. And when that is in bloom, that's what we just, we sell it's out of. It's such a showstopper, <laughs> yeah. right? And when is the bloom time on this? Well, these will probably be blooming more like later in May, something okay. like that. Yeah, so they're a little bit later blooming. So, if you are, you know, picking out several flowering trees for your yard, try to pick ones that do bloom at different different times, times right? So, so you've you get got kind early of early blooming one, like the magnolia, and then maybe a mid spring, and then a late spring. So you get some color, you know, right? It lasts for a long time, you know. So, but this one gets like fifteen to twenty feet tall, and about. Well, not quite as tall as wide, ten to twelve feet wide. So, but the flowers are just perfect little stars, you know. Yeah, so that's beautiful. Gorgeous. I know, I love that one. Yeah, and then there's the scarlet flowering dogwood too. This is just like the Venus one. It's very similar in size too, but this one has the pink flowers. Yeah, so. the pink flowers are really unique. Yeah, right. And this one will again will take a little shade. So that's just a nicer one for if you want one for that. Yeah. Will take a little shadier area. Isn't that pretty? It is beautiful. Yeah. So, but and like I said, finding something blooming that can tolerate a little bit of shade yeah. is not always easy. So yeah. the scarlet fire <clears throat> dogwood right. would be a great option. And the four petals are really pretty too there. It's perfectly mm -hmm. symmetrical. It's really a gorgeous color. Yeah, it is beautiful. So the last one I want to talk about today is this is a probably a, a later, maybe even into June flowering tree. This one's called the ivory silk Japanese lilac. And it actually is a tree that gets flowers on it just like a lilac bush, you know, so... <laughs> And they're kind of a creamy white color. Yeah, that's so and pretty. It is so fragrant. And what's nice about it, if you have lilacs already in your yard, they'll be done blooming by the time this blooms. So, so what is the bloom time on the ivory silk? Uh, probably like mid June. You know. Oh, nice. Like that. You know, a lot of it's all weather related too. You know. Right. So, we never know what we're going to get here in Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. but in general, yeah. Yeah. expected bloom Let's time hope before July. Right. <laughs> So, and these actually, I've seen uh, these used a lot by the city too in the parkways because it's a very tolerant plant of poor, poor conditions, you know. Right. So, but, but the best thing about them is the fragrance. It's just amazing. I had a customer that she loved lilacs, you know, and she was upset because, you know, the lilacs, they don't bloom very long, you know. So no. uh, you get like a couple of weeks of the intense scent of the wonderful lilac. Right, I think it's so worth it because the, oh, the yeah. fragrance there's right. nothing like it All right, it's definitely worth it but I said well if you plant one of these trees you'll have that fragrance for another three weeks right that was the perfect tree for her because she just loved that love that scent but yeah this one only gets like 15 to 25 feet tall and it's kind of narrow too it's like 10 to 15 feet wide yeah but and it does have great fall color too so a lot of these trees we're not talking about so much about the 
fall color, but they do get that beautiful fall color too. Right. It's so nice to have that added interest. So when you're picking out your plants and you're <clears throat> getting that, of course, beautiful bonus of the gorgeous blooms, but then having that, like you said, that later summer fall yeah, color. Fall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just amazing. wonderful. Yeah. And, and I kind of like, you know, all the ones that I've told you about because they're pretty pest free they're you know not we want that we want low maintenance (laughs) we want it to have it easy and enjoyable yeah Yeah, you don't want want one that's going to be attracting the all those little what are those orange little bugs that are all over the japanese lady beetle yeah all the japanese beetles yeah right no no the one that's on the cottonwood trees and stuff Mm -hmm. you should know this dad oh i know i forgot the name (laughs) (laughs) let us know listeners yeah Yeah, right oh i I shouldn't have brought that up (laughs) oh Oh, well (laughs) yeah i don't know we don't want anything with bugs so i I think of it tonight at two o'clock in the morning yeah we'll just we'll just uh copy and paste it into this podcast Insert box word elder. here. Oh, box, box elder bugs. Box elder bugs. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we we don't we don't even sell box elders here. I think that's against the law. Actually, I think they're on the invasive species list. So wow. <laughs> but, Probably. <yeah. laughs> when those not nice to have a tree with a bug named after you. <laughs> Gosh, no, those are those are terrible. I know there's so hard. Oh, the all over the house, all over the know, windows everywhere. and the screens and uh, <laughs> so. not my favorite. No. <laughs> well, this is a great start to spring, and yeah, uh, these trees are just absolutely beautiful. If you're looking for the most gorgeous blooms, definitely want to visit our nursery lot. And we have such a great team at both stores of really educated staff that can really guide you into what is going to be the perfect plant for your setting. Yeah, and like so. you said, I really. I think that's such a great idea as a memorial. I always tell people, I always give a monetary gift and saying, you know, please plant something in right. memory of that person. Because like Philip and I, we have a ginkgo tree for mm. my grandpa, Dan Milliger. Yeah. And that's in our front yard. And that was one of his favorite trees. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. But having that is just kind of having that anchor and that connection that, mm. that lives on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love the ginkgos. We'll probably be talking about those. Oh, <laughs> is there a ginkgo day or something Ginkgo like day, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What you all need to know. Well, I'm excited. This is great. And I love that we're kind of pairing this down into specific topics. If there's Mm. anything that you would like us to discuss specifically, please let us know. You can send me an email at gardengirl at milligers.com or dan at milligers.com. Yes. Maybe you should make a Dan the Man at (laughs) milligers.com. Something fun and different. Dan the Plant Man. Dan the Plant Man. That's what you are. And we'll have to get a color card going soon. So be sure to watch our YouTube channel for that too. So you can get a nice good visual. Later this week, yeah, a lot of stuff is stuff really is looking to bloom. gorgeous That's out there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll get that scheduled. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a good review because we would love to hear from you and what you're learning here on our podcast. And it's such a great, fun way to connect with you. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. Sure. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at Milliger's. You can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirl at milligers.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.